Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Rachel Lacer. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Rachel. Yes, thank you. Today we will be discussing chapter three of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Thank you. The Night Bus. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to uh, backstroke in the pool of details. (laughs) Before we begin, um, Megan has our social media needs. I also really quick want to say the Night Bus. I love this chapter because I love the Night Bus. Mm -hmm. And did anybody else... Back in the day, whenever books were coming out, they had like the night bus travel to local libraries, <gasps> and you got yes. to like go on it. I remember that? I it did was that only with you. A, yeah, it was only a double decker bus, but it was like wrapped to look like a triple decker. But it was so cool and so fun. And if anybody knows what I'm talking about, or did it, or saw it, and has pictures, make sure you post them in our group this week. Did you do it? Yeah, oh. lived in a small town. We had no libraries. It was. No <laughs> library. I wasn't yeah, allowed had, to do anything fun when I was a kid. We had one library. We had one communal and, book that everybody read. And, no, and it wasn't my turn for. For a long time. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was when the sixth, fifth or sixth book came out because we were in high school. It has school. to be, yeah. I don't remember so. that at all. It was cute. So anyway, social media. Okay. <laughs> um, most everything about us and our podcast can be found on www.swishflickcast.com. She's rewriting this as she goes. I am, yeah. Um, so make sure. www. Like I haven't heard that in a long time. Blah, blah, blah. Swishflickcast.com. You can find bios about us. You can find our merchandise, links to our Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything directly on our website. Our episodes too, right? And our episodes. Yes, we have a blog. Right now we've only posted our episodes, but I hope to post like our thoughts on things too sometimes. And that's going to be totally random. It's just going to be when we have time and we write stuff, but it'll all be on our blog. When we have time. 
<laughs> when we have time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm going to have no time. But if in. you don't want to go to our website, you can also just find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast or on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. And you can also subscribe to us on YouTube where all of our podcasts are posted and vlogs are as well. Um, Join us on Patreon, lastly, for exclusive access to our bi-monthly bonus episodes called The Felix Files. You can have a chance to be a guest on The Felix Files with our character analysis that we're doing right now. We're breaking down each um, character of the books. Like We want to do all of them, so we're going to have a guest for each character, so that could be multiple episodes per character. so yeah, you can be a definitely. guest on that. You can join us for our live video chat monthly on Zoom. There's monthly giveaways and lots more chit chats, like live podcasts as well occasionally. Mm-hmm. So That's true. head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. And shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. Because you, you make it all possible. And yeah, we love you. We've been having a lot of fun with our patrons lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have. It's been good times. Good times. So... <laughs> Weekly Profit News. I found an article that came out um, just a couple days ago on Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue? Yes. Whoa. Okay. They've been having some good articles lately. Have They've, they? Yeah. Do you read Teen Vogue? They're, um, they, post, <laughs> they post a lot of good stuff. Seriously. But oh, I mean, you do you, boo. <laughs> but they... We um, would be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Oh my! Oh, got it. That. Oh, I'm sorry. Pause. (laughs) Well done, ma'am. Well done. (laughs) So they posted an article titled "J.K. Rowling said one Harry Potter chapter nearly finished her." Any guesses what book it's from? Oh, I just read it. This one. (laughs) I just. It's not this one. Then why are we talking about it? No, not seven. Six. Mm -mm. Five. Five. No. Four. Yep. Four. Oh, Cedric. No, nope. your boyfriend. <laughs> it's no, not. It's not it Cedric's death. Wow. Well. <laughs> your boyfriend. <laughs> Gotta let your it's lips not, get a little loose. Is that your boyfriend? You're gonna choke on your gum. So, okay, book four, chapter eight. Stop. <laughs> that was close. No, I'm trying to think of. That was close to chapter eight. Tell it to me because I'm nine. Chapter nine. It's been. I mean, I think I'm secretly a witch. Called the Dark Mark. That's a secret. Uh-oh. How funny, Dark Mark. Yeah, we're very dark marked out today. I have I have a dark um, dark marked out <laughs> dark marker. So she said the conversation began when J.K. shared that her writing productivity had been slow. Tweeting upon rereading, the best I can say about today's writing is that I got my second best Tetris score. <laughs> um, yeah, I read that. And a fan responded that they were struggling with rewrites and asked for advice. Mm-hmm. And she responded with some generous wisdom, saying, "Chapter nine, Goblet of Fire, nearly finished me. I rewrote." it more times than I can now remember you'll get there she said the chapter she referred it says the chapter she referred to in her tweet is from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire called the Dark Mark it's a very action-packed chapter that follows Harry Hermione and the Weasleys when they go to the Quidditch World Cup in the midst of their revelry after Ireland wins the match Death Eaters attack the campsite and the muggles who live there it's Harry's first glimpse into what the wizarding war was like, which is a pretty major plot point. So it's no surprise that the chapter took extra work to perfect. I um, was thinking 
that it would have been something like that because when you it's read that chapter and they they've hoisted the muggles up yeah. and it's just it's terror it's literal terror it's, mm-hmm. that's got to like, be hard to imagine when they and then put it into words like the shrieks and yeah. screams mhm yeah i get it that's a terrifying chapter so um, i wonder if she like does she, does she mean by saying it gave her the most trouble was she trying to get it where she thought it was right. It yes. says here she added that perfection shouldn't be the goal because it's simply not possible. A good Agreed. lesson for anyone, writers or not. Mm-hmm. She wrote in response to a fan who called her work flawless that the series was created certainly not flawlessly, but I did it. Never wait in expectation of perfection or you'll wait forever. I love her. Do mm-hmm. the best you can with what you've got and be one of those who dared rather than those who merely dream. I love that. I love her. I will say, I don't know if I agree that her work is flawless. It's definitely not she flawless. She said it's not. But she admits that. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Well, people, you know, she's queen. I mean, so, you know, yeah. people say that. However, she is like queen author of our age, yeah. you know, like. No, she's an amazing human being and I freaking you, love her. If yeah. you look up perfection and then go one notch down, that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just oh, really, man. I loved that article and I thought that that yeah. was interesting that out of all of the chapters in Harry Potter she could have picked, it was one in the middle of the fourth book. Yeah. Yeah. And so. as someone who has started like two of my own books, I haven't touched them in years because it's so anxiety written mm-hmm. for me. And I don't have anxiety, but when I go to like read those, you it's, just want it to be so good. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to write a book. Well, and you know, I'm, I don't, I'm assuming I don't, I shouldn't say that. I know for me, I am my own worst critic. Oh yeah. For me. For me. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I, like, I think everybody is. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like I, and like she said, and I always say this, like there's no such thing as perfection. Like this thing, it's not attainable. Don't try to get it. Um, but that's also the beauty in everything. Yeah. Yes. Cause without, if, if she has such good perfect, messages, like how would we talk about it? Like how could we, how game. could we dissect it mm-hmm. and find loopholes mm-hmm. and everything? Because we mm-hmm. have, and it's fine. Like sometimes the answer simply is just, yeah. well, it was needed for the plot. Yeah. <laughs> that's how JK wanted it to be. Like, and you yeah. know, you can't, I mean, in, in fiction, you can't, you can't have. I mean, it's it's almost nearly impossible well, to have everything be perfect. You know, especially it wouldn't w- be good with something like this. The Wizarding World is so huge. Mm-hmm. I will say, hers happens. comes pretty dang close. Pretty close. Like, but, but it's not. Perfect. You don't. Like I don't know. Said. I think that you, at least in my mind, like I wouldn't want it to be perfect, anyways, because again, that's the beauty in it. Like, there's so. Where many would theories come from if it was perfect? And like, right? It's not. It helps. It helps that it's realistic-ish. You know, that it's, like, real life in some aspects where he does come from, like, a not good family and all that stuff. And, like, she's not perfect and the world's not perfect. And I just love it. Her world was definitely not perfect when she started these books. And it helps us relate, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just so great. Okay. She's just cool. Are you looking at me for some reason? Yeah. I am. Oh, what time is it, Katie? I, I don't know. What time is it, Tiffany? It's time for the recap. Oh, my gosh. Harry gets the worst birthday present of his life. <laughs> a week with Aunt Marge. But if he behaves, Uncle Vernon will sign his permission form to get into Hogsmeade. He made it all the way into the last night before he lost control of his magic and blew Aunt Marge up like a balloon. Oops. Oops-a-daisy. <laughs> all right. So Harry has left the building and doesn't know where to go. His knight in purple shining armor arrives in the shape of a bus. We learn about the escape from Azkaban, or as Tiffany likes to call it, Owl's Command, <laughs> and are taken to the Leaky Cauldron. 
That's in London. That's in London. <laughs> oh, I literally have that written. That's great. Harry learns his fate after his blow up with Aunt Marge. Oh. Oh, no. Just. You're just getting so good. There's so many things I'd like to say, but I won't. Okay. We're recording. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. No editing today. <laughs> so. No, sir. Not, not today. <laughs> it is Sunday. <laughs> no post on Sundays. It's not Sunday. It's, it's going to be when this comes out. Oh, oh got it. <laughs> not for our oh, picture. I was then it's Saturday. <laughs> so by now, Harry has um, gone several streets away and he's on Magnolia Crescent Street. And he's still filled with anger from his experience with Aunt Marge. Just like she's full of hot air. Rightfully so. (laughs) Rightfully so. She was a nasty piece of work. Do you think that she is filled with helium? Like, because she's floating. She did float. Or is it just magical air that makes you float? Magical air. But he could have created. He could have, like, the... (laughs) The charm or whatever he accidentally cast could have just created helium inside her. Full of farts. But do farts float? That would smell. Marge farts. Marge farts. Do farts float? Magical farts. I think your dog farted, it smells. Speaking of. Don't judge him. (laughs) I'm not judging him. I'm just stating a fact. It's okay. That should be the title of the episode Do Farts Float. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Type it. I just was curious in my little brain. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's got to be something that's float. So, I mean, again, it's just. That's magic. I love magic. I do love magic. I love magic. So he's feeling anger. Anger? Anger. All right. And so 10 minutes pass, and he's now feeling more panicked than he is angry. He's stranded. He's alone. He's in the dark muggle world. He has nowhere to go, and he has done some serious magic, and he was just a small town boy. (laughs) (laughs) Living in a lonely world. We should have been in a muggle world. In a dark muggle world. <laughs> Got no place to go. He'd done some serious magic. <laughs> That's where we ended. He did a and big he would, no, no. And he would for sure be expelled for what he'd done. <laughs> Thank you, Fozzie, for interrupting He was wondering that. what would happen to him. <laughs> and then... There's some more problems. I just Herm and Ron are both abroad. He had no muggle money. <laughs> You're no Bev. I mean, I'm not writing the lyrics. <laughs> Tiffany did. So, anyways, <laughs> he was sure that he was going to be expelled for what he was, had done. I mean, come on, that was good. I liked it. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> And he was uh, wondering what was going to happen to him. And then <laughs> you're just repeating what I said. I know you shouldn't have read my part. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were some more problems that he was thinking of. Herm and Ron were both abroad. He had no muggle m- money and he had very little wizard gold on him. So he knew that he had to start making a plan. He had to go to Gringotts. So he thought that he would bewitch the trunk to be feather light, tie it to his broom and then cover himself with the cloak. Also, like who's not going to freak out when they see a floating Trunk, trunk, and a Maybe broom. He's thinking, but I think it'll cover yeah. everything. That's in my imagination that it would cover everything. Is he going to sit on top a, of the trunk? I think it's yeah. a cloak for like a grown person, and he is not. Yeah, yeah but it's true. not going to fit over a trunk and him and a broom. Okay, a dark because it's night. B muggles don't know nothing, do they? They don't notice. see nothing. Whatever. 
You know what I mean? I guess. I don't know. It just seems a little silly. Hey, he's thinking. He's trying. I think he's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> anyway, so while he's looking for his cloak in his trunk, he couldn't help but feel like someone was watching him. And he sensed it. And so in the black alleyway, he um, looked and he lit his wand and he saw a hulking outline of something very big with gleaming eyes. This sight startles him so much that he steps backwards, trips over his trunk, his wand flies, lands in the gutter, and there's a bang and a blinding light, and as if by some kind of magic, there appears a triple-decker, violently purple, bus with gold lettering spelling out the night bus. The bus is chivalrous. I don't think in my years of reading... I really thought of like night as like they help people. Oh my god! Are you just you realizing not think of that this? either? Nope. Oh yeah, I never. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a really loud laugh. <laughs> no, I just really was oh. like, oh okay, the night bus, whatever. Oh, I totally got the connection. No, I did not. They help. They're the like stranded, knights in shining purple armor, which is why I said that at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Um, oh. So there's that. So if you're like. Uh, the three turds down here, you wouldn't have gotten that either. So, um, what you fall over for? The conductor in a purple uniform <laughs> steps out and he says, Welcome to the night bus, emergency transport for the stranded witch or wizard. Just stick out your wand hand, step aboard, and we can take you anywhere you want to go. My name is Stan Strunpike, and I will be your conductor this eve. And then he stops because he's looking at Harry, and Harry's on the ground you fall over for <laughs> I love I love the way that she writes um, exactly how she intends you to hear them speaking yes mm-hmm. especially with Hagrid yeah I love the way that Stan is written so um, we meet Stan Shunpike he's about 18 or 19 at the most with large ears and a few pimples and so if you pull up Stan Shunpike on Pottermore it says night bus conductor turned death eater Originally, Whoa. the conductor on the night bus, but he was later suspected of being involved in Death Eater activity. He was imperioused. Birthday, 1974. Skills, conducting the night bus. <laughs> Hobbies, chatting up Vila. <laughs> Good, are you serious? No, I'm not kidding. It's not there. <laughs> so I just thought that was pretty great. Um, oh, Stan. So, Yeah. I don't know. There's there's just little snippets basically from um, Prisoner of Azkaban and they have like a picture of the interior of what the night bus would look like. It's very homey, very cozy, as much of the Wizarding World, I think, feels mm-hmm. cozy. Does it say anything about having a fire? I know that's like a weird thing to think of having a fire in a bus. There are but candles. I just would like think that they would have a fireplace in my head. I like mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. every, everywhere you go, including like Professor Trelawney's room, and it's always hot, including in the summertime, has a roaring fire. Yeah. How cool would it be if you could flew from the night bus if they mm. had a fireplace? It's mm. weird. It's a weird thought. But then what would be the point of the night yeah, bus? Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Just to do it. <laughs> So it says um, (laughs) an extract from Half-Blood Prince. Stanley Jesus. 
Stanley <laughs> Shunpike, conductor of the popular wizarding conveyance, the night bus, has been arrested on suspicion of Death Eater activity. So later on, we um, see his character pulled up again. And Harry super defends him the whole time that that's going on. Based on just this, pretty much just this experience yeah. with Stan. Yeah. Was he imperious or whatever the word yes. is? Yeah. Um, so another, an Arthur Weasley quote is, I'm not, it doesn't say what book this is from. I know Dumbledore's tried appealing directly to Scrimmageor about Stan. I mean, anybody who has actually interviewed him agrees that he's about as much of a Death Eater as this Satsuma. What's a Satsuma? I don't know. <laughs> the internet is telling me that Satsumas <laughs> are either a citrus fruit, or a genus of land snails. There's also a providence, except that's not what it says. Um, it's also a province in Japan. <laughs> a providence. I can't read. We already know Rhode this. Island. But I don't know if that's what it's talking about, but that's just what the internet is telling me. I don't know the context. And you know, the internet's always right. About, you know, maybe we can find out yeah. later on. <laughs> Correct. I don't know. Um, so that's kind of like all they have on Stan and we can dive into his character a little bit deeper when we get to, I mean, when we get to seven. Yeah. So I'm going to save that and moving on. So Harry's fallen over, right? And so he checks back for the hulky creature and he doesn't see it again. And so the conversation, like, okay. So knowing that that's serious now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Knowing that that's serious now and that he just like wanted to get a closer look at Harry just like makes me so sad. I think I'm going to cry a lot doing this reread. Like legitimately. When don't yeah. you cry? I oh, Cuz like at the end night. of at the yeah, end of this did. book, <laughs> but that wasn't about <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban. That was just about my mama. <laughs> but um doing <clears throat> I forgot where I'm at. Uh, okay. Knowing the end of the book, mm-hmm. whenever Sirius is like, oh, you know, like when I saw you out in Magnolia Crescent or whatever, like mm-hmm. it just it makes me so sad. He just wanted to like see his godson. There are several times in this book when I was doing a reread when he has scenes with Lupin and like something happens and he's like, he had like a strange look or he had this. And I was just like, what's going through his head. And it makes me want to like squeeze the life out of him to give him a, the one that sticks out in my head is like, he makes a motion as if to like grab his shoulder to like console him. But he doesn't know that relationship that he could have had with Mm -hmm. them. Which is really sad. God, it's like heart. It's just heart wrenching. Why do you do it? Why Joe? Why? To get you in the field. Dear Joe. Why? (laughs) That's that's our first Dear Joe tweet. It's just Why? one letter. Why? <laughs> or it could be the whole word. <laughs> no, just why. Why? <laughs> so the conversation that he has with Stan gets really personal, like, really fast. He spots the scar on Harry's head, so Harry automatically tries to flatten it because he doesn't want to be easily found by the ministry. Like, he he's the already, like, on the run, right? He's got that mindset, which is interesting because... Sirius is on the run. Harry's on the run. Oh, twinsies. Hello. Um, Harry says that his name is Neville Longbottom. And we find out that the night bus can travel anywhere on land, but nothing in water. Why not? Don't we have magic? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. 
Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, but like, how weird would that be? I don't know. It's magic. Everything's weird. <laughs> True. I want the night submarine. Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, be purple. I was gonna say instead of the yellow submarine, the purple submarine. <laughs> we all live in a purple, the purple submarine. submarine. <laughs> a purple submarine. <laughs> um, it is seven sickles to get to London. Fourteen to get you to there with hot chocolate, and fifteen. Gets you a hot water bottle and a toothbrush, <laughs> the color of your choice. Do they have purple? It says color of your choice. Yeah. I Could you ask purple. for like aquamarine? Yeah. What if you wanted like vomit blue? What? Wait, Maybe what? Vomit what? what are you throwing up? That's <laughs> <laughs> blue. <laughs> Drinks your baby breeze. Your Ravenclaw. Oh, <laughs> She's so Ravenclaw, she pukes blue. <laughs> You're like, what if you wanted it to be like purple with pink sparkles? I'm sure they could make anything you want things to think about. Okay. I also, can I only get hot chocolate? I can't drink it because it gives me migraines. Can I get a coffee or a tea? I don't know. You'd have to take it up with Stan. I don't know. Hmm. These are dear yeah. Stan. Dear Stan, <laughs> can I get a cat? I don't want hot chocolate. Can I get a hot tea? Can I get a hot tea? A coffee? A coffee. 
The night bus has no seats, but it has about a half a dozen brass beds, curtained windows, candles, and wood-paneled walls. Um, we find out that Ernie Prang is the driver of the bus, and he sits in an armchair. I love Ernie in the movies. He's so, good. so Speaking Take of Ernie in the movies, pour one out for him because he's dead. Did he pass away? Mm-hmm. When was that? Was that a long oh, time ago? I think, yeah. He was pretty old. Take it away in. Yeah, take, take it away in. It's going to be a bumpy ride. ride. Boop, boop. <laughs> like, I don't mind. I don't mind all those little additions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually. For a more fun experience. Uh, J.K. Rowling said she really loved the shotgun heads. Yeah. She, that was cool. Well, that whole scene. Um, they did it really well. They did do it really well with the bus, like, squeezing in between the other buses. and Because that's, like. I mean, that is not said, but stuff does jump out of the way mm-hmm. of the night bus. Why the long faces? <laughs> hey, guys, guys. <laughs> His name was Jimmy Gardner, and he died May 3rd, uh, 2010. 2010. Wow. It's been out. just eight years. Wow. Um, oh, he was also in the Royal Air Force. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Ernie Prang is an elderly wizard, and he was wearing very thick glasses. Like, seriously, they did him so well. Mm-hmm. They really did. They're like Coke bottle glasses. And they do yeah. say, take her away, Ern, in the book. So that was pretty cool. Every time you say seriously, I literally think of serious. serious. Did I say seriously? She did. Oh. Megan did. Seriously. And it makes me want to have another pun. It's going to be this whole book. The whole, mm-hmm. the whole rest of the series. Mm. We're seriously getting Until deep. Until Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> well, he still <gasps> talked about. I know. <laughs> God, pour it all out. Sorry. That was seriously wrong. It was. But we, I I can't use the same joke. I'd be like, we would remiss if we didn't talk about it. We would be, be be remiss. Um, So Harry asks, how come the muggles don't hear the bus? And Stan says, them don't listen properly, do they? Don't look properly either. Never notice nothing. They don't. I love it. So um, someone named Madame Marsh is on the bus, and it's about her stop. So we read that the bus um, is pretty much crazy. Um, Things jump out of the way of it. And I said, so magical. And then when I read the name Madame Marsh, I was like, oh, my gosh, that just reminds me of Queerditch Marsh. Yeah. I don't know. What's that line in that And then I looked it up to see if there was any connection, and there's not. Sad. Isn't the Marsh? Was that a person? The Quidditch? No, but I but I couldn't. Quidditch matches started. I know that. I couldn't remember who the old witch was that used Uh, to watch them out there, and I thought that that would be really cool if it was her, and it's totally not. So I tried, guys. (laughs) Um, She was motion sick. She was green, and at her stop, Stan threw her stuff out after her. Stan, rude. I think he probably does it a lot. He didn't do it. Just, yeah, just saying. I think uh, a Harry think Potter something. effect. Mm-hmm. It is. So the bus seemed to be jumping about a hundred miles at a time, and I say for true, and I <laughs> probably think that that is for true. Was it real time life? A hundred real time life. I know. I was waiting for you. And Sorry, you didn't. I didn't start it though. So my bad. It's your fault. Um, and then Harry sees the deranged looking man from the Muggle News. Muggles. In the paper, not actually in real life. Yeah. On the yep, paper. and the Daily Prophet. That would have escalated Daily this plot a lot. the Evening Prophet. The Evening... Which, publishing two papers a day. Did you get that much news? It's a lot. Yeah. Read I guess when there's a convict a on the loose. Well, maybe. 
So I wanted to read the profit article, which I need to find, but it's coming. Here it is. Okay. Jesus. So Harry held the paper up to the candlelight and read, Black still at large. Sirius Black, possibly the most infamous prisoner ever to be held in Azkaban, Owl's Caban Fortress, is still <laughs> eluding capture, the Ministry of Magic confirmed today. We are doing all we can to recapture Black, said the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, this morning, and we beg the magical community to remain calm. To, to remain calm. calm. <laughs> Fudge has been criticized by some members of the International Federation of Warlocks for informing the Muggle Prime Minister of the crisis. Well, really, I had to, don't you know, said an irritable fudge. Black is mad. He's a danger to anyone who crosses him, magic or muggle. I have the prime minister's assurance that he will not breathe a word of Black's true identity to anyone. And let's face it, who'd believe him if he did? (laughs) While muggles have been told that Black is carrying a gun, a kind of metal wand that muggles use to kill each other, the magical community lives in fear of a massacre like that of 12 years ago when Black... Black murdered 13 people with a single, single, one. What? Curse. Okay. Uh, I will appease you. (laughs) I was like, what are you waiting for? So, um, so Harry learns a little bit about who Sirius Mm -hmm. is according to the wizarding community right now, at least. Yep. Um, Harry says that Sirius looks like a vampire. At least that's what Harry imagines a vampire would look like. Like he's got waxy white skin. Mm. Um, and Stan says, scary looking thing, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we know that he killed 13 people, or rather Pettigrew killed 13 people. What? Um, Harry then Killer. slips Whoa. the Dang. word. Who's Pettigrew? What? We'll find you out. You just ruined this for me. I'm <laughs> Whole book done. You again. Harry's, Stop recording. Harry <laughs> slips out the V word, a.k.a. Voldemort. Oh, the V word? <laughs> Wait, what did you call him? The did V word. Lord V. Lord V. Lord V. <laughs> I just think of Vader. And Stan yeah. and Ern, like, immediately are, like... What is wrong with you? Even Stan's yeah. pimples went white. You out of your tree! Did you <laughs> Yo, say that? Stan, you say his name for? Two. Two say. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I I forgot. Forgot. Blimey, my art's going that fast. His art. (laughs) Um, So they are claiming that Sirius was very close to you-know-who. And when little Harry Potter got the better of you-know-who, all of you-know-who's supporters were tracked down. Most of them knew that it was all over. Um, And they came quiet, but not Sirius. He thought he'd be second in command once you know who had taken over. So Black got cornered in the middle of a street full of muggles, took out his wand, and blasted half the street apart. And a wizard got it, and so did a dozen muggles that got in the way. Who do you think came up with this story? <gasps> what? What? Fly. Jeez, don't do that! I'm sure that it was like the ministry. I came think up with it was what? Death Eaters. Came up with what? They had a very easy out. Think about Malfoy coming up with that. Mm-hmm. Like pinning it on Sirius. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like pinning the whole thing? What do you mean? Like the So accident? like this this story 
of Sirius being like second in command and everything. Death Eaters know that that's not oh, true. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he's already there. Like so he already a, looks like he killed all those. people. It was a super easy out for them. Yeah. So I bet like, that oh, they yeah. they They're like gonna push think they've that got story. The second. Yeah, mm-hmm. and kept yeah. building it. I think the Death Eaters totally. You know, yeah, create either created it or helped it along. The and ones they, that said that they were imperious, imperious or whatever, right? Because they would be the ones that could see who was there, right? Or do you remember when you're imperious? I'm not sure. Ooh. I'm not positive well, like, about would that. It be, I feel I feel like you would you would lose time like um, Ginny did. Kind of like a fog, yeah, and just that makes wake sense. up and have that's how I look into it. Yeah, like if you drink too much and you black out. Well, Harry, you though, when Harry was remember. imperious yeah. in the Defense Against the Dark Arts classroom, he did remember everything. He remembered fighting against it. That's true, mm. but maybe he remembers it because he was fighting. Mm. Maybe. At any question. rate, I do think that Death Eaters. It would be an out for them. Yeah. Oh, they would have used it to their um, advantage for sure. Yeah. So then Stan is like, "You want to know what Black did?" Then he laughed. laughed. He just stood there and laughed. And when reinforcements from the Ministry got there, he went with them, quiet as anything, still laughing. So can I lightning bolt right now? Um, no. So we know obviously that Sirius went and with the intent to kill uh, Wormtail, and did indeed laugh. Um, do you think, like, why do you think he laughed? Do you think he laughed because, like, this is my life shocked. right now, and I can't believe this is happening. Like, yes. it's just a total mental breakdown. I think it's one of those things. I'm a, I'm the person, like, yes, I laugh at everything. Are. I laugh when I'm happy. I laugh when I'm sad. I laugh when I'm anxious. I laugh when I she don't laughs even get the, at the joke. worst times to laugh but that's Literally. just who sh- that's just your reaction so that's what i'm saying I yeah think for him it's his friends are dead yeah he realizes like because you hear later he's like i killed them so like he tells harry he's like no it was me it was he my fault was he blames fault, himself yeah. he realizes that the only one of his friends who isn't dead yet isn't even gonna know him anymore because Pettigrew just and, turned yeah. this whole thing and on him. is going to think that Sirius the was and the traitor almost yeah. like and the what else can you do but laugh like one of those. I think that it was like not, not, in the, not in one of like a ha ha ha. This is so funny. Wait, like, but I. That's how it's like coming a out. Like that's laugh. Oh my me. god, this is happening. Like that's that also all like. The time. I mean, Peter, who I'm sure James and Sirius viewed as lesser than them, mm-hmm. because he wasn't a very strong wizard. At least that's what appeared in school. Did such a genius hoodwink on these people. Yeah. I mean, just, he has to be astounded. I think that it was a laugh of, yeah, him being astounded. Like, yeah. I just can't believe, yeah. first of all, I can't believe that he got away from me. And second, I can't believe that this is now going to be all my fault. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think he was also like standing there realizing yet it just like all these people are dead. This is going to be pinned on me. And I didn't even get to kill the guy I wanted to kill. He yeah. got away. Yeah. And who's going to believe me if I tell them different? Obviously no one. And well, and I think at this point, too, he's like, here he knows he gave the kid to Hagrid, right? And mm-hmm. as much as in, in a whole different world, like he could have Harry and raise him and all that stuff. I don't think it would have even worked out that well anyways, unfortunately. And it didn't. I think he's but, thinking about that, too. But I think he's like, I already know I'm not going to get him. He's yeah. like, so all of my friends are dead. The one's not going to talk to me because he thinks I killed them because like, he knows nothing to lose. Exactly. So like, 
I'm either gonna die or I'm gonna go to Azkaban. Mm-hmm. And like that's Which the biggest is- reason why he hadn't killed. Um, he doesn't kill Peter at all. He's like, because he's my only way for the truth to be out. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you can't bring um, James and Lily back. Mm. And he can't get those 12 years back with Harry Mm-mm. or with Remus. But mm-hmm. he could just be like, this is what it is and this is what happened. And he needs his friends to know. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder and, if he got a trial at all no. and like what happened with I the trial. I think no, because they're witnesses. And I and think, so you know how vast. we say um, the wizarding world can be very backward in mm-hmm. some things. I think they probably were just like, nah. Bye. I know this is like going way far into the book, but like, when do we not? <laughs> no, like this specific oh, this book. One. I try, oh. I try not to do it just because, like, I mean, we all know what happens. Because we're going to talk about it again. at the very end um, when the stuff starts coming out. How quickly Lupin was like, he gets in there, he sees him, and he's like, wait, and then quickly he's like it wasn't him like it wasn't you it was him and he mm-hmm. like immediately like his mind worked so fast mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. it's cause my boy's smart it just makes he me want to cry my little eyes out he did his waiting 12 years of it and he was like he wasn't my friend for 12 years like Thank you. gut wrenching <laughs> it's true uh, it's a sad story um we should also get hit Remus's story um from I don't the, know if I the, e- the from the e- I have book. it and well I have it too but we should do some kind of episode on it. So yes. I can cry the whole time? Uh, okay. Yeah. So All right. That's going to be probably part of his character profile, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Sad. So how they covered this up was that they told all of the muggles that it was a gas explosion, which... That's a good... That's a, that's a good cover-up. I mean, that does... I feel like that would potentially kill that many people. Is that and, what they said in Fantastic Beasts when all those houses yeah. were blowing up from the Obscurus? Yeah. That it's is a common explosion. one in the Wizarding World. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. So then Stan says, and now he's out. And now he's out. Get out. Said Stan, examining the newspaper picture of Black's gaunt face again. I like that she used the word gaunt to describe him because that also ends up being a very important last name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, never been a breakout from Azkaban before as their urn beats me out he did it frightening eh mind I don't fancy his chances against them Azkaban guards eh urn Azkaban guards give me the cully wobbles which, all, <laughs> which makes me think of Everyone. the name no it makes me think about how Mr. Weasley calls Molly Molly wobbles, Molly wobbles. <laughs> it's like they're a little pet name they together. say it in 101 Dalmatians though right cully wobbles sorry I'm just know. reading something it has to do with Harry Potter do you need to say it right now talk about no, it no because it's in another episode okay um alright Oh, okay. So then he's like, so they're talking about how Sirius is going to Azkaban and then Harry starts like drifting in his thoughts like, oh my God, what is Stan going to say about me tomorrow or something? Oh, Harry Potter on the run blew up his aunt. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you're not going to go to Azkaban for blowing up your aunt. He's like creating like a whole situation inside his head. The story of my life. (laughs) So then finally they head to Diagon Alley and Charing Cross um, and he officially meets the prime minister or the minister of magic. Now he does mention that he has mm. seen the prime minister before. Gosh, I keep calling him the prime minister, the minister of magic before. Yeah. But he has to pretend like he doesn't know who he is. True. Because he was under the invisibility cloak. So yep. it sa- says here, standing in the doorway to the bus, he was gog- Stan was goggling at the shadowy entrance to the leaky cauldron. 
There you are, Harry, said a voice. Before Harry could turn, he felt a hand on his shoulder. At the same time, Stan shouted, Blimey, Ern, come here, come here. Harry looked up at the owner of the hand on his shoulder and felt a bucket full of ice cascade into his stomach. I hate that feeling. (laughs) He'd walked right into Cornelius Fudge, the minister of magic himself. What'd you call Neville minister? Stan asked. Uh, Neville, this is Harry Potter. So, so Fudge is like waiting there for him. I wonder if they were tracking him. Trace, probably. Yeah. Mm. So they knew that like that's where he was going to end up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then uh, they head in with Tom, and he gets them a pot of tea to have their little conversation. Do you think? Because at the end of this chapter, Hedwig's already like waiting for him too. Because she's like, oh, remind, remind. Oh my god. She got here like five minutes after you. Do you think she can feel the trace or just knows where Harry is? I think she just has a connection. I think, yeah, I think maybe part of their magic. I think it's a type of imprinting. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that is cute. I like here says it. They, um, she describes Fudge here, a portly little man in a long pinstriped cloak looking cold and exhausted. He's probably very worried about Harry. Cold as in like cold hearted or cold as in like. I think temperature wise, mm. which doesn't mm. make sense because it's July. Dementus, Dementus. <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe it is like he's looking kind of, you know, not happy at the moment. Yeah, mm, yeah. could be. A little cold. You think he's mad? At well, Harry? he should be yeah. happy at the moment he got Harry. You know, but he's mad that Harry was on the run. He was being irresponsible. Mm. Well, Harry doesn't know this guy's after him. Well, they like to keep things from Harry. Lots of people do around him, don't they? Everybody. That's none of my business. Y'all shut it. Dumbly door. Don't you talk about my dumble. Door. Akio Alley is a web shop where you can get original merch that celebrates Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts. It's run by Hufflepuff Amanda, who designs each piece herself with input from her Ravenpuff daughter, Kylie. Everything is designed to be a fun, delightful way to celebrate the wizarding world. And it's all at AkioAlley.com. We want to give a special shout out and thank you to Amanda and her daughter Kylie. They sent us some amazing merch. So you guys should definitely go to AkioAlley.com and check them out. Are we moving on to the yellow? You would get a bell for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are moving to the yellow. So Fudge marches Harry along into a small parlor in the Leaky Cauldron. And Tom, the, what's his official, oh, the landlord. He clicks his fingers and the fire fire bursts into life in the grate. And I wanted to comment on one less magic here. I also wrote that in my notes. Good old Tom. Powerful wizard. Do you think that these are just things that... Maybe like they're I don't they're know. just um, if you got your wand on you maybe well maybe it's he's d- has done it so many times and so long like he's so used to it that, that it's like certain without thing thinking. yeah like certain but not things. like any spell yeah gotcha like certain ones like you do all Practice. the time like when you mindlessly like do your own tasks you know you're like not even thinking and because you, you do it every day called on driving team. on autopilot yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it but yeah maybe it's one of those okay or I get those it. Things. So, as Meg said, uh, so Fudge introduces himself, but of course, Harry already knows who he is, but he can't let Fudge know that. So he just has to sit there and kind of pretend. 
Um, so Tom brings them tea and crumpets. Has anyone had crumpets? Because I just no. had them for the first time not too long ago. I, haven't. I don't know. Super I good. Have. Oh my god. They're what do you? So good. What it's like, compare them to something. It's no. like a pancake that yeah. you only cook on one side, and the bubbles like stay on the it's other side, cooked. but they're cooked all the way. It's kind of like an I English want muffin. It. I want it. It's good. It's like an Where English muffin that's a pancake. The grocery store here in Ohio sells them in the refrigerated section. But like, no, I want real ones. Do you well, think make I'll make some? I'm not gonna make. You, who are you talking <laughs> to? She <laughs> doesn't know how to make anything but trouble. <laughs> that's, that's what we call her kid. Make it double. Ooh. Double, um, double. No, no, she's Pokemon. <laughs> well, my, we're talking you about Harry Potter. Right my now. question Jeez. about the crumpets: Do you think that they would be good even if Hagrid made them? No. no. Sorry, Hagrid. I love you. He probably would. He probably would burn them because I think that you just like cook them like a pancake. He makes crepits. Just one side. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes. Moving on. Before I have any more horrible puns. So Fudge says, well, Harry, you've had us all in a right flap. I don't mind telling you. Running away from your aunt and uncle's house like that. I started to think, but you're safe. And that's what matters. So he explains that two members of the accidental magical, accidental magic reversal squad had put Aunt Marge right again. So they punctured her. I'm going to bring this up again. I brought it up last episode and modified her memory. What did they do? Did they literally (laughs) pop her with something sharp or like, did they just like, I don't know, punctured? Maybe it would be like a little like pinprick, you know? I still think like how they squeezed Violet, no, Violet. She was the bad nut in the newer one, and she was a rotten egg in the other one. Mm-hmm. How annoying would it be to be in this like position on that squad? <laughs> like the, or it would be like way entertaining, like yeah. the stuff that yeah. you see. I think it'd be funny. Like, the, but the, like, does the biting tea cuddle do that? Because I know Arthur dealt with that, like with the Muggle stuff, like. But that's, I guess, not accidental magic. Yeah, this, so, do you think they mainly deal artifacts. with children? Probably. Can you imagine, <laughs> like, they go home imagine? for dinner that night, like the now, table, the dinner talk? Is yeah. that um, is that at um, the hospital or is that at the ministry? Where like they're where do you think they're going to get punctured? I, I believe they it's just the did ministry. it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, do you think they did it like like on scene though? Like Probably. a little. Well, like I'm thinking like if a kid has you know accidental magic mm. incident. Does he have to go to... I bet you they probably have a department go to at Mungo's to get saying. checked out. Yeah. I think St. Mungo's. Where is St. Mungo's located? In London. It's, <laughs> it's in London. <laughs> is it, but is it like near like the ministry or anything like that? Like, are I they know. I know that it's like in the city. Like, like hidden? Yeah. I can't remember. It's been so long. I'm pretty sure it's like in the city and it like looks like... It's like an abandoned shopping mall or like something like that. Place or something? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, hidden. it's not really quite so, like, like no, it's place. Like a, it like, like looks, with the muggle like getaway. It just looks stuff. like a downtrodden business that went out. Yeah, and you like go in there, and it's a hospital. I can't. I literally can't remember. Yeah. We'll get there. Reading four, five, and six is going to be like a whole new thing for me. A whole it's been new world. So long. Yeah, no, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I just didn't say it <laughs> because I've read seven so much because seven is my favorite and I love it. So I remember a lot more from seven than I yeah. do those. Yeah, these those are the ones medals. I don't think I've read as much, which is funny because the fifth one is my favorite book. He's just so sassy. I love that he's yelling at everyone. Makes my day. I love that he's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going right in your life and you're just mad. I love it. <laughs> you're dark creatures, Sarah. That's why I had the dark mark on my hair. Hey. <laughs> 
Okay, Katie, go back to Fudge continues on and says, uh, Marge has no recollection of the incident, so that's that. No harm done. And he smiles at Harry over the rim of his teacup, rather like an uncle surveying his favorite nephew poo. I'm doing it. <laughs> um, he also says that uh, Petunia and Vernon were extremely angry, but are willing to take him back next summer if he stays at Hogwarts for Christmas and Easter. And he Harry's always, like, uh, I always do. I don't that, want to go back there. That would make me mad, too. Like, how dare you say, if I stay back there, I don't want to go home with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Like, be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. realistically, the only people that want Harry to go back there are the, the adults in his life. That exactly. Like, no, you right. need to go back there. And he's like... I literally would live anywhere else. Give me a tent in the woods. And he does it. He does. Yeah. Okay. I'll live anywhere. But Harry does say, he's like, I don't even want to go back there in the summer. And Fudge is like, I'm sure very, very deep down you guys like each other. I don't think so. No. So Harry's still waiting to hear what's going to happen to him. But Fudge just kind of like keeps going on. Like, all right, so all that's left is what are you going to do for the next three weeks of your vacation? And he even suggests taking a room at the Leaky Cauldron, which, oh my God, as a 13-year-old kid, I would love, I mean, as a 27-year-old adult, I would love to just spend three weeks at Diagon Alley. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, this is like one of those times in Harry's life where he's probably at one of his happiest points. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you say he's living his best life? (laughs) (laughs) No. But truthfully, like, this is where he's... He's happy. He gets to do what he wants. He gets to move around. Free Sundays. Well, not yet, because he still thinks he might get in trouble. Oh, yeah. Hold but on. But in, in like 30 minutes. In yeah. the next yeah. chapter. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but but for sure. I'm so happy for him that he gets this time. Yeah. He gets some freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harry's like, hang on. What about my punishment? He bro- I broke Wizarding Law, going to Caban. <laughs> I cannot stand you. <laughs> but Fudge, so very different from a couple books from now, mm-hmm. is just like, oh, my dear boy, we're not going to punish you for a little thing like that. It was an accident. We don't send people to Owl's Caban just for blowing up their ants. <laughs> it's literally always and forever going to be Owl's Caban. Sorry. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> so, so did Aunt Marge last chapter. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. So Harry reminds the minister that just last year he got an official warning from the ministry just because a house elf used um, magic in his house. He smashed pudding in his uncle's house. And if they said, if there's any more magic, that he would be expelled. What magic? Our dude Fudge suddenly looks awkward and says, circumstances change, Harry. We have to take into account in the present climate. Surely you don't want to be expelled. Well, duh. Harry doesn't want to be expelled. Are you dumb, Fudge? <laughs> Fudge then goes to say, all righty, Rue, let's get you a room. I love that he says that. <laughs> Does it say that in the book? Yeah. Quote, direct Already quote. Rue. Already, Rue. Rue. Let's get you a room. So it seems very fishy to Harry. Why was Fudge waiting for him if not to punish him for using magic? Isn't it unusual for the minister himself to get involved in the incident? Um... Yeah. In a little incident of underage magic. Yeah. So Fudge um, comes back with Tom and gives Harry um, room 11, but he is also given another set of quote unquote rules. Basically, don't go into Muggle London, bro, and keep to Diagon Alley. And we want you back in the Waliki Cauldron slash his room before dark. So Tom will be watching him, even though he's probably got a lot of other things on his plate. But, you know, Harry is the chosen one. Do you think he's getting paid? 
Oh, they might be compensating him. I think Maybe. so. He might be getting a little extra fudge on the side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so fudge. <laughs> well, here again, Harry's like, dude, why? And fudge is like, bro, we can't lose you. You're the chosen one. What is going on? <laughs> Fudge goes to leave and Harry asks him if they had any luck with black yet, making Fudge stumble with his silver fastenings on his cloak. But he tells Harry that it's just a matter of time that the guards will find him. They've never failed and they're super angry. Would you say they're demented? I would. With anger? Yeah. I would think that they're <laughs> owl their minds. At Owl's Cabin. <laughs> So Harry makes another attempt to get his permission slip signed again from Fudge, who is, um, who better to get the permission slip signed but the minister himself. Too bad Lockhart isn't on because we know he likes the same. Oh, wait, he doesn't remember it, though, so. Sad tweet. (laughs) Of course he tells him no and reiterates that he's not his guardian and it's probably the best that he can't go. It's safer. Um, So Tom and Harry go up to his room, which has a comfortable-looking bed, some highly polished oak um, furniture, a crackling fire in June, and Hedwig. <laughs> Why not? Well, I think it's probably chilly in there. It could be. Very smart owl you got there, chuckled Tom. Arrived about five minutes after you did. And he's like, if there's anything you need, Mr. Potter, don't hesitate t- to ask. Now, are we talking Tom book one or in the movie, or Tom book three? <laughs> Sounds like Tom book one. When he goes, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. That was pretty jazzed up. Dear yeah. Alfonso Curon. That, it was just all him. Where do you get on? <clears throat> and so I figured I'd read this. Where, like, where did he come up with that? I Look mean, the I only other do. movie I can think of that he made is Little Princess, and like that movie's perfect, Look so why did do. he have to do some weird stuff? Oh my god. All right. She's balancing her microphone on Bear Cub. <laughs> I'm going to read a bit from this book. <laughs> That's Harry Potter in the Prisoner of Az- Owl's Caban. <laughs> so Harry sat on his bed for a long time, absentmindedly stroking Hedwig. The sky outside the window was changing rapidly from deep velvety blue to cold steely gray, and then slowly to pink shot with gold. Harry could hardly... <laughs> that was a lot of colors. I lost track. God. Harry could hardly believe that he'd only left Privet Drive a few hours ago, that he was, wasn't expelled, and that he was now facing two completely Dursley-free weeks. It's I been it was a, three. Well, this is what the book says. It's been a very weird night, Hedwig, he yawned. Two. And without even removing his glasses, he slumped back into his pillows and fell asleep. All that rage. Good night. He's exhausted. Yeah. Rage. Rage. <laughs> All right. Lightning bolt. I already lightning bolted a couple. Yeah. Um, what would you ask for on the night bus liquid wides or... Not I mean, I cool with hot chocolate. I, am I taking an Apsky as a long trip? Yeah. Just water. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, I'm not going to answer the question before I ask my other one. I said hot chocolate. Oh, did you? Yeah. Why uh, is it a hot bottle of water? Like, what the hell do you do with that? That's like, that's like uh, for like your back or something like that. Yeah, but like, yeah. can I get a ice cold bottle of water so no, I can have it? No, it's the wizarding world. I want to drink ice No, water. it's, it's not, not a like drink. A I know, but like, why? I know. <laughs> I, why? Why? It's like I would love that being I a wouldn't person. because when you're traveling you're probably like sitting or laying yeah, your butt hurts. Maybe oh, you're on aching. your yep, yep, maybe yep. you're on your period and you really need some warmth on your little tummy area that hurts. That's true too. Okay. That feels good. How many sickles is when that? you have the little crampies? How many sickles is a crampy? 
<laughs> Too many to count. For nine sickles, we'll cure your crampies. <laughs> Let me think of some questions. God, I am a stinking talent right now. I gotta take a picture of this. Um, would you get sick on the night bus? Tiffany yeah. would. Tiffany definitely would. I, would. <laughs> I would barf projectile on the night bus. I think I've proved that with uh, Forbidden Journey. <laughs> I don't know if I have any questions. I don't know. Oh, I if Sarah doesn't have any, I don't think anybody has any. I'm just trying to think of what we read. Do you think you would dream about dogs? Yes. The Grim? I always dream about pooches. No, What's the grin? Not, not the, the grin, grin, you idiot. idiot. The, the grin. grin. Oh my it's God. one of the darkest humans in our world. <laughs> She's said that. That's like Sarah's so favorite quote. Times. It's like trying to get smoke. It's like trying to get smoke, smoke with, with your bare hands. hands. <laughs> Black's been sighted. He's been sighted. <laughs> if you could go anywhere on the night bus, where would you go? Does it have to be in England? No. The Leaky Cauldron. That's in London. My parents' house. I would ask to go underwater. You can't. You would die. I just said I would ask. <laughs> well, they would tell you no. Um, so it has to be on land, though. So if it's a night bus in America, I would... I'd go to Florida. I'd mm. ask to go to Disney World. <laughs> Where would I want to go? Take me I to the Magic go? Kingdom. I don't know. I'd see if they would take me on a road trip so I could see as many states as possible. Because I really want to see 30 states before I'm 30. How many are you at? 18 or 19 or something. All right. Should we just go to the fan story? Yeah. yeah. I need super help, though, because I, I just, I'm so bad with names. Do you want me to try? Yes. And I feel terrible, but I will butcher it. So, Meg, please introduce. Mahua Chakraborty. I like that. We're going to go with it. Please guess. tell me if I'm Chakraborty. Uh. Anyway, Potter story. I think my Potter story is a super unique one. When I was young, I was an avid video gamer. Me too. The only thing I really watched on TV was SpongeBob and Pokemon. <laughs> Me too. Literally Katie. And the only movie I ever watched was Matilda, practically on a loop. I Me too. love that movie. This is crazy. I didn't read this before this, so... All other times, I was all about gaming. I had never even heard of Harry Potter until one day my uncle, or maybe my sister, I'm not sure, came to me one day with a new computer game. It was the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone PC game. I thought it looked a little childish, but I was intrigued and decided to give it a shot. My sister, who is seven years older than me... That's weird. My little brother is seven years younger than me. Anyway, was completely uninterested as it looked like a little kid's game, which could explain why she may have been the one who gave it to me as she was a gamer as well. I popped it into my PC, and I was hooked. I absolutely loved the magic, the adventure, the characters, and the open world. I was already pretending to be a wizard until, wait, what? There's a Harry Potter movie? Wait, there's a book, and there's seven? I was not a big reader, but I loved this game so much that I just delved into the series. My sister was a teenager at the time, but was mildly intrigued about what I'd become so obsessed about, and then I got her hooked, too. I still remember how we shared a copy of the sixth book when it came out, and I was way ahead of her. And she freaked out when she saw me crying while reading it. The first three games, which are arguably the best games, are not digitally available on PC and the discs are rare, but I really hope one day I can play them again. I have a secret dream of being a a gaming YouTuber, but I will only do it if these games are out so I can share my nostalgic experience to the world. They are my childhood. This whole series is my childhood. And once again, I want to thank you all so much for the for lighting this powerful Potter fire in my heart. Another dream of mine is now to get to meet you guys and just talk Potter. I can't keep... Can't wait to keep listening to your podcast. Aww, she 
Thanks. Thank you. That is a. I like that story. Yeah, that's definitely unique. I haven't heard of anyone um, learning about Harry Potter through the game, so that's super cool. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you should come to the Wizardly World of Kent this summer and meet us. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk Potter. <laughs> July twenty eighth, Kent, Ohio. Woo woo. <laughs> woo woo. But I'm also glad that you uh, got your sister involved too. Yeah, that's awesome. Spread that Potter love. All right. Tiffany, what are you up to? Grown life. Just grown some life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am also on a couple of other podcasts. I am on Box Trick, all about video games, playing Pokemon. Which are fan story. Right now. Yeah. So if you don't listen to that, uh, go listen to it now. I'm also on Rebel Watch, an all-Star Wars podcast, and I'm watching the movies and kind of breaking them down like we break down these episodes, so it's pretty similar with, like, all the information. Katie and myself have another podcast called Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast where we talk about all of the Disney films in chronological order. We are currently still stuck in, like, the 40s and 50s, but we're chugging through. Uh, Can't wait to get to Cinderella. I just want to talk about Cindy. We'll Um, get there. I know. So we're talking about the movies one by one. We do a similar... It's not quite this same setup, but, like, similar, where we break down certain, like, history facts, fun facts, character analysis of some of the main characters, and then we just talk about, like, our favorite, least favorite scenes, characters, etc. Yep. Yeah. So find us at Grown Up Kids Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or Grown Up Kids Podcast on Facebook. And we're on Podbean and all that good stuff. iTunes, Google Play. Almost anywhere you can find a podcast. What's a podcast? I I don't don't know. know. Okay. We also have an Etsy shop called Accio Designs. We have some cool Harry Potter stuff up there, like sweet posters you can hang up in your room. (laughs) Rep your house. Rep some shops. This is sweet posters, man. We got some really cool posters. <laughs> Getting free. Put them in the And if anybody, <laughs> anybody is dying for a Swish and Flick t-shirt, you can get one at swishflickcast.com. That's true. We have lots. Now that's a super plug. There's well, also, you can get... like a double plug. <laughs> that's some like a plug in the cape. No, there's <laughs> mugs, there's t-shirts, there's phone cases. You can get a t-shirt Stickers. that says Florence is always here, which we all know is true. Everybody I don't, loves him. I don't know who the the listener is, but they tagged us on Instagram, and they were wearing the shirt that says our names. <laughs> and someone yes. goes, "Who's Tiffany?" I don't know. I've never heard <laughs> of her. So <laughs> Not any of the other girls. Who's, who's Tiffany? Tiffany. <laughs> but like, I think that like Megan, Katie, and Sarah are very like common names yeah. like how many Sarahs do I know or how many a Sarahs thousand. do other people know that are around me you know what I mean it just makes me laugh so hard like, yeah. I think like you're the only I Tiffany think in my she's life. no one guys <laughs> I think the name Megan's gonna have a huge comeback because of Duchess Megan now yeah I hope they spell it better it's, though <gasps> whoa <laughs> shade the H is so unnecessary Meghan guys. It's like Han Solo. Don't name your kid. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't particularly care for my name. But again, because everybody has the name Sarah. I literally don't answer it when I'm around other Sarahs. So people have to call me O'Malley. Because I'm like, name your kid Harris. You're not talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, name your child Harris. No. Come on. What about Yellow Yellowmo. What about Nah? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I already have names I like. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you up to? 
Currently, I'm living and breathing. That's a good start. Um, I don't do anything. Trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Look for a new place to live outside of Ohio. That's my goal. OH. Move far away. IO. Thank you. Um, but you don't can find me at kick O'Malley <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> and Facebook. <laughs> Except I'm, I mean, I am on Facebook, but follow me. I do things. <laughs> I like to nap. But legitimately, I am trying to find like new work. There you go. But I'm on a, I'm on an all um, Harry Potter podcast called Swish and Flick. <laughs> We're doing a reread. Um, we're on Prisoner of Azkaban. So far, it's going great. I think there's going to be a lot of tears in this book because um, it's really emotional. It is emotional. So if you like to talk about Harry Potter, and I'm sure some of you do, <laughs> stop talking. Listen, <laughs> listen to us. Oh my god, we're great. Where can the Ravenclaw is the best one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Right. Support us and Florence at swishandflick.com. I thought you were going to be like, swishandflickcast.com. <laughs> Y'all ready to eat? Yes. Let's go eat. Yes. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Bye. <gasps> Amazing. Just my voice. <laughs> You guys don't want any of our outcuts from the past 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> or like 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a long time. It was quite a while. All right.